Hey, fellow pickers, today we're talking about six reselling hacks that might change your life. My name is Mike, and I'm coming to you from Lake Clementine in the Tahoe National Forest. Nice. My name is Carl Mandrilli, coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado, and you're out on the road again, again. We are outsourcing again, man. We've been having a good time. I got to tell you, how's Colorado doing? Uh, Colorado's, yeah, we've had, I think that we had like the fourth wettest May in history. So just been battling weather, trying to, trying to find some good things. So, so hit or miss, but yeah, that's how it goes. You know, just got to kind of play the game and see what you can find. So just cause it's raining doesn't mean you can't be picking. So I, I still found some stuff this past weekend, but it's been a struggle. If I'm honest. Well, I'm sorry. It's still been raining down there, man. I've been having a lot of good luck at the Goodwills up here in the thrift stores, man. It's been nice. Okay. So we're talking about hacks today. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what you're finding. So we'll we'll get to that for sure. But yeah, this episode's about reselling hacks that might change your life. I've got three. Do you have three? I've got three point five. Okay. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I go above and beyond. Uh, all right. Well, what you got? You go first then. First hack. How are you going to change somebody's right. life? So number 10, it is the most common one. Not that I, number 10. Number. <laughs> what are you talking about? Number one, number one. Number one, number one. And this is in order of least to the best hack, in my opinion. Okay. So. However you want to number it, we're not going to 10. We're going to 6.5. <laughs> so number 6.5, and it's one of the easiest hacks that you can do. It's one that I struggled with being a new reseller. And it was trying to go out and find stuff to sell that I could sell for a profit. What I didn't okay. realize and what I realized later is that I had stuff in my house. I had stuff in my garage and it's, it's, it's a low overhead risk, right? It's all my stuff I already paid for it. I had Amazon boxes already and it taught me what it really did is it teach, taught me how to navigate eBay and to get all the all the trips and all the learning curves out of the way with a low, you know, like I said, low overhead, uh, you know, start to the business. Mm. Okay. So sell your own stuff first is what you're saying. Sell your own stuff, get started, get familiar with eBay. You know, it's a low risk investment at this point. And then when you mm-hmm. get, when you get all settled in with eBay and make all the mistakes, and then you can move on to try to sourcing something that you think you can make big profit off of. Okay. So dig through the closets, dig through the garage, dig through some bins, try to find stuff you're no longer using. I think this is all, you know, with the assumption that you, at some point you've got to stop hoarding because if you're hoarding, then it's going to be hard to resell that stuff. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> okay. think about all your camping stuff. Look at how much camping gear you probably have that you don't use. And camping gear goes mm-hmm. for a lot of money on eBay these days. Some right? of it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Some of it does. Right. Depends on what it is for sure. And how, you know, like you can, you can sell Coleman stoves, those, you know, camping stoves, but mm-hmm. if you've, you know, burnt bacon onto it all over the place, there's just like burnt grease everywhere, then you can't sell Coleman stoves. <laughs> Who wants to buy that thing? Right. <laughs> you can probably sell it for two or three bucks. You know, if you're like me and don't mind making a $2 profit. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even know if you can sell for two or three bucks to be honest, but yeah, there, I get your point. So for sure, sell your own stuff first yes. and you can learn that way. That's a good, yep. that's a good hack. And you'd be surprised at some of the stuff you can find, you can dig out. 
I think, yeah, the hard part is if you haven't used something for a year or more, likely years, but your spouse is like, we might still use that though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have a strategy for that? Like, do you just kind of sell it anyway or? Uh, Kind of the rule of thumb is if we haven't used it in, like you said, a year, then it's good to be sold. Mm -hmm. And there's no intention to use it in the next, like I have two tennis rackets that I bought six years ago that I've never used, right? I want to mm. do it. I want to use them, but I don't realistically, am I really going to use it? Just have that real conversation with yourself and be like, am I really right. going to use this? Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, my first one is something that like, yeah, I don't know how this, this is, I think, I don't know for the, the medium level, the next level picker, I guess Okay. is to have some sort of like communication or business card with you, like on your person as you're going out there on the circuit and your return on this is going to be very low. So you pass out 10 cards, you're probably going to get one callback, but you're still, I think it's still worth it. You still get a callback. So I was out, I got a callback from passing out a card, like while I was still driving around. So it was local. And then just, what was it? Two days ago, I got another callback and somebody gave me a really good deal on some electronics. And I've, I've have passed out a number of cards, but it's, way more efficient for somebody to, you know, for you just to hand a card to somebody than for them to be like, hang on a second, let me go into my house. If you're like on the garage sale circuit, let me write your name down. Let me write your number down and take a few notes about what this is about. Now, you know, now they're kind of holding you up. Right. And you, and you know, at like a 90% failure rate, it's not really worth your time, but if you can just hand them a card, boom, done. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree with that one. It's a great hack. Yeah. All right. All right. Going down to, that was 6.5. What are we at? 6.5? I'm, I'm not doing a countdown. We can do ta- countdowns for top 10. I'm just I'm just going with my first one, second one, third one. So what you got next? Sounds good. All right. So for my next one, this one's something that I just learned recently, but it, and it's pretty common sense if you think about it, but it's don't just go to every thrift store and every Goodwill, but well, you could. But be intentional about what what thrift stores and what Goodwills you're going to. Like, go into a neighborhood, like if it's an affluent neighborhood, you know you're going to score more of a brand name clothes and designer stuff. Or if you're looking for vintage stuff, go into a neighborhood that is old, established. It's probably got a lot of boomers in it. No offense, Mm -hmm. boomers. I know, but I know that you guys have a lot of good vintage stuff hidden in your closet. So, right. A lot of dishes, a lot of dishes there too. Yeah, a lot of dishes. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, in the in the bigger towns, you're probably going to find more of designer clothes in bigger town thrift stores also and Goodwills. So just don't go to, don't go to the worst part of town and go to that thrift store. You, you might find something, but I doubt if you're going to find really anything that's very profitable out of that one. You're saying don't risk getting robbed as you enter a thrift store to find some reselling things. I was trying to say it in the nicest possible way I could. could. And no offense, because I grew up dirt poor. I mean, we <laughs> secondhand clothes and hand-me-downs from my brothers constantly. So it's right. no judgment. It's just a hack. You know, if you want to find good stuff, you need to be intentional in the areas that you're going to to find this stuff. Right. Yep. Like that it. being said, if you're relating that to like the garage sale circuit, some of the nicest houses. So we have like a community where it's like, I don't know, middle class slash upper middle class, which is like kind of up against a golf course community, which is just definitely like upper class. Yeah. 
and I'll do better in the middle class section. And it's more efficient because some of those upper class houses have the forever long driveways and it's just going from house to house. And it's typically older people in that area and looking at their dishes is just not working out. So I think you got to temper that. I think you're, you're, I know your tip is more for like the, the thrift stores. I think that's a yeah. good one. No, I could see that. I should, I should, should have specified for thrift stores and not garage sales. I can, I could see that working in the, I don't know Would if you, if you went to a house, a garage sale that was next to a golf course, but you're really mm-hmm. into golf clubs, reselling golf clubs, that might be right. a perfect you area go- to go Exactly. To. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Look at, call. look at where you're sourcing from. And if you're into one certain thing, source from that same kind of a neighborhood. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, my next one is something that I've used for a few years now, and that has to do with packaging awkward items. So I'm not talking about heavy items where you need a big kind of like sturdy box. I'm talking about just big items that might not be terribly heavy. So for example, I recently sold a, um, a backpack, like a kid carrier backpack. You know oh I'm talking yeah. About, where they, mm-hmm. you carry your kid on your back. I sold that. Um, I sold some other kind of just floppy lightweight things that I'm just not going to find the, the right box for that. Or if I do find a box, it's going to take a ton of pack material and it's going to, you know, increase the cost because the box is likely going to be, you know, way too big for the item. So in order to sell or in order to ship these things efficiently, I started shipping some of these hardier uh, items that don't need quite as much packaging in the black trash bags. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically like backpacking backpacks, kid carrier backpacks. Um, there's just lot you know even some of the the, like the camelbacks like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. which aren't terribly heavy Mm -hmm. and so i'll double or triple bag them and put a label on them and they're not padded of course but the packs themselves are padded and so they've held up and i've never gotten negative feedback on anything i've packaged that way it's always made it there and it's typically not stacked because it's like typically put off to the side because it's not like a stackable item Mm -hmm. or if it's stacked it's like put on top or Mm -hmm. near the top so that's yeah, that's a cheap way and an easy way to package up some of those awkward but not heavy items. Wow, that's incredible. I never would have thought about a trash bag. So the UPS, USPS doesn't say anything when you take it into it? Never. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like folded over. It's not like this big bag full of air. It's like very tight. Yeah. Fold it over. I tape down any corners. There's no, there's no loose plastic hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. It's all just tight. And since I'm double and triple bagging it, it feels like pretty substantial. Yeah. No, that, that brings yeah. up a good point. Maybe I should, I need to look on their website and see exactly what type of packing material they accept. If, if they accept a mm. trash bag, man, they should, they probably accept anything then. No, I mean, I, yeah, but they're not going to have ever, like, they're not going to be like, we accept trash bags from the grocery store. Like they're going to have, yeah, you know, it's just, it's going to say something that's, you know, that can't be ripped or broken or, you know, right. like well packaged. The seal can't be broken, so to speak. So mm. I, anyway, I, I think I shipped two things last week that were with trash bag. Maybe three things. Yeah, three things. Yeah. So that's why I was like, ah, I'm doing this a lot. It's worth yeah. the investment in the store. That is a great hack. I never even would have thought of that. Man, that's incredible. Yeah, thanks. Cool. All right. So yeah. my number one, number one. <laughs> You're still numbering now. <laughs> Go ahead. My best hack, my second to uh-huh. the best hack is to get yourself a partner that likes to list things so you can buy and she lists. And you know, that I'm talking about my wife, Jen. 
started doing the resale business with me and and it's been great having a partner doing the reselling because I mean it's just, she catches my errors I catch her errors we list together we're spending time together we're learning this thing together and we're just having a good time doing it and it just so happens to work out that you know that she really likes listing and taking pictures and all that stuff and I really like to shop so it's kind of goes right right kind of works well together because I can go shop for stuff and bring it home and she lists and tells me if I did a good job or if I did a bad job. That's so funny. So marry somebody, go on the picking dating sites, right? So there's um, like pickersandlove.com. Go there. That way you can find the right partner is what you're saying. Pickersfindinglove.com. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's your worst one by far. Like, it's awesome if you have a partner who likes doing it, but you don't, like, I don't know that that's like the number one quality I'd be looking for if I wasn't married yet. No. No, <laughs> uh, that- I'm going to give you the terrible answer award for that one. So congratulations. <laughs> that one was kind of, a, <laughs> kind of a jokey one, but it is, it has know, turned out know, to work really, really well together. Yeah, for sure. It, it's fun when you can do it together for sure. Yeah. Sure. That being said, like, so my wife will go, she doesn't like list as much, but she'll go on the picking circuit with me. But she definitely has like a shelf life where she, you know, she wants to go for like an hour or two and she, and I can go for the the full marathon yeah. and uh, yeah. And then we just go at different speeds. So it doesn't always work right. out, but it's fun when it happens. Right. So, okay. Gotcha. Uh, my last one was something that I've done. I haven't done a lot, but I think it's worth it. And that is, I'm willing to, sometimes I'm willing to like pay full price or maybe even overpay for an item to get deals and other items, right? Like, so somebody might be pretty firm on a price on something. They're just not willing to negotiate. You're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm taking a risk on this. Can you at least bend on these other items and can we kind of bundle them all together? And so we'll keep Mm -hmm. this item number one at your premium price, but I want deals on these other items Mm -hmm. and some, depending upon what it is, it can work out. So um, so yeah, so this last weekend I had, I, I don't know, they had something in the back they weren't putting out. They were planning to sell it on Facebook mm-hmm. and I, it was just like a game or a couple game systems with some games. And I said, Oh, I'll buy that for you right now. You don't even have to list it. I'll buy it for me right now. Yeah. And they're like, we haven't, we haven't looked at the pricing on it yet. We don't even know like where we're going to price <laughs> this. And so I was like, okay, well, I will buy it right How, Like, so then I offered 150 bucks, which I thought was like a lot for right. this setup, especially yeah. at a garage sale, right? 150 yeah. bucks. And so, um, and they're like, I don't know. So they kind of dragging their feet. He like talks to his wife and then he's just kind of like waiting around. He's like, I, we just don't want to sell this right now. Mm. And I was like, but I want to buy it right now. <laughs> and I'm not usually that aggressive, but for this, for this one, like I, I thought I could get a good deal on it. He comes back. He's like two fifty, oh. So he gives me a price, mm-hmm. two, which is, you know, like a lot higher. So I'm like, all right, I'll meet you in the middle 200. And he says, no, really like two fifties where it's at. We're not going to learn two fifty. And so I'm like mentally going through this and I don't know all the prices of everything that's in the box, but I think I'm like, I think I can make my money back on this. But there were some other items that I wanted on this table that he did have out. And so I said, okay, I'll pay the full 250, but can we, can you do a deal on these other items right here? And so we kind of bundled it. And um, so I got a, I got an extra special deal on a couple other items as a, oh, as a result. Cool. So 
That's a yeah. great idea. Get their mind off of the thing that you really want to buy and try to negotiate something smaller. That's a great hack, man. You've been coming yeah. up with some really And I paid good a ones. premium to get the deal on the other items. Right. But I, in the end, like the two fifty was ended up being a good price still. So, you know, that, that brings up a question. Do you, when you go out on the circuit and say you buy 10 items, do you average out the 10 items for your, for your price that you paid for everything? Or do you go individually like what you paid for individually to see what kind of profit you made off of it? What I do, I, yeah, I don't like, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm just grabbing a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna remember how much stuff costs. Right. So I look at it more on the macro level where it's like, how much should I spend picking for the year for the season or whatever? And then how much am I pulling back in as a result? Cause some I'm going to hit home runs on some, I'm going to break, break even on some of them take losses on. Right. So it just depends. I just try to learn from everything. Yeah. But gotcha. yeah, I know you're maybe a little more meticulous than I am. Well, I, I average out my buys, but just so we can keep track of it, but no, I don't, I, I wouldn't see any problem with going with your method either. The, the year method, yeah. you know, is it always kind of averages out. It's the same way I'm doing it. Mine averages out in the end also. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Those are mine. Do you have any other hacks? I do have one serious one. One more that's bigger. Okay. Better. And I've talked about this before, but the biggest hack that's helped me out the most is I find things with with in the wrapper still. So brand new items and it doesn't have to be in the wrapper, but just brand new items. And I, it always catches my eye. They're super easy to see in the thrift stores and garage sales and stuff like that. And right. what I'm kind of leaning into and finding is out of state sales. When you go into somebody's garage, say somebody bought a, you know, a XYZ a gasket for something and it just sat on a shelf forever. Right. And now 20 years later, unfortunately, you know, either went in a home or passed or something, they're selling his stuff and this thing's now vintage. So now it's like a vintage, uh, exhaust gasket for a 1969 Chevy Camaro SS, you know, that's super rare and important or something like that, you know, right, right. or, or a Chevy, Chevy Camaro emblem that he bought that he just never replaced. You know, you can find some some mother load deals in some of these garages so just brand new items but anything like you can you, yeah you have to, those you, yeah some it's like they i don't know the, the american pickers call it like new old stock right and you got to know what you're looking at for sure you so. do you do have to know what you're getting into right you know be careful and research it do your homework look it up because i've got some that kind of bit me in the butt a couple times i thought i really scored on finding the mother load of x y and z and it turns out that there it was nothing you know, even though yeah. it's brand new packages. So, yeah. And honestly, like that brings us, yeah, story from last weekend where I found, so a guy is like retiring from the company Mizuno, like the, they make athletic gear, mm -hmm. they make running stuff, they make baseball stuff. And so he had just like a ton of uh, new stuff, but I don't know baseball stuff. And so he had cleats he was selling for like 10 bucks a pop they weren't in a box. They were out of the box, but I think that they were all new, but I think they were, it was new old stock, right? Yeah. That he had like on display or something. And so I should have looked them up, but he was just, he was kind of, you know, like in your face a little bit, just like, you know, mm. friendly, not in a bad way, just friendly wanting to talk. Mm. And it was, it would have been like socially awkward to be like, hang on, let me look this up. Yeah. I probably should have just been like, Hey, I might buy all these cleats. I'm a reseller. I might be your guy on these. If we can do a deal. But right. I was like, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I kind of, that's one that I regret, but I think if there's a way for you to like look it up and actually get the comps, even if it's like socially awkward, 
do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. All right. So there you go. 6.5 hacks that might change your life. Hopefully at least one of them does. And um, speaking of all stuff, I, so I got an update on a couple items I mentioned last episode. Mm-hmm. So I sold got? a couple things that we talked about. Oh, okay. All right. So I sold the the floor mats, the Subaru floor mats. Oh, you did? How? What'd you get out yeah, of I them? I did. Uh, I think I broke even on them. Oh, no. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. But you know what I did? I, I shipped them in the big trash bag. Is what I did. Really? So that was, oh, yeah. That's cool. Because they're padded already. So yeah. Uh, so, so I found them for the guy. The guy that, that you know, the guy was pretty happy for, that he got them. But that was, I'm not, yeah, floor mats are terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up selling the drone that DJI drone for parts. Yeah. And so, yeah, it wasn't as valuable as, as I was hoping for, but I still, you know, I made it quite a bit of money. I think it sold, sold that for like 200 bucks. So, so what, what'd yeah. you do? Did you part out all the little pieces, like take propellers off and blades and all that stuff? No, batteries, I guess I could have done that, but I mean, it was all like set up in a full system. I guess I could have done the batteries mm-hmm. and stuff too. I'll, I'll look at doing that in the future, but mm-hmm. I just sold it as a bundle. Oh, cool. And what did yeah, you pay for question. that? 20, $20. 20 you got bucks. them done. Good memory. Jeez. Yeah. Man, that is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's so, so those cool. are my updates. You got any updates or stories? Cool. I got a, I got a fun little story where, uh, you know, while we we're outsourcing in this trip and Jen, uh, picked me up from work and she's really excited. She's texting me during my meetings. I found, I can't wait to show you what I found. I can't wait to show you what I found. We get back to the van and I'm like, don't show me yet. Let me get out the camera. Let me, I'm going to record this. And so it was, we, you know, we set up in the van, she's in the back, she's pulling out all of her stuff and I'm recording her pulling out each individual pieces. And while she's talking about it, but I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, is this what other YouTubers do too? It's just, is this how they get their content? They're in a van like I am now talking to a camera just, and then later on, yes. you know, we're, we're talking about what we're going to do. Like, uh, when she looks up the comp, she's going to send me screenshots. You know how you, you know, put screenshots over what we do or what, what you're, what I'm pulling out we'll show the comps as I'm pulling them out in the different patterns. But dude, mm-hmm. she found the mother load of Pyrex at this Goodwill store. And it was for, <laughs> it was for pennies on the dollar too. It was crazy. Okay. All right. Pyrex, Pyrex and Tupperware, man. Pyrex and vlogging in a van uncomfortably. <laughs> I, I'm still really uncomfortable that's talking so to funny. a camera. It's crazy. Yeah. You're doing great. Cool. But, um, that's, that's good. That's good. Okay. I like that one. Yep. I, I got, I got a story for you. Curious how you would handle this. So uh, we were at a couple days ago at a community garage sale. It's raining. There's not a ton of sales out there. We're kind of, you know, driving through a residential area. There's like a 10-year-old girl standing at the edge of her driveway. She has some sort of like a whiteboard sign. As you're driving by, it's unreadable. Like it's just the the font's too small. In her driveway, not a garage sale, but the sign says something. Her dad's kind of like lurking in the background, like up kind of like, you know, not at the edge of the driveway, but at the, the high end. Yeah. Do you stop? Do you, do you try to read the sign? I mean, you're there to pick and it's not a picking zone. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I think I would stop to read the sign just out of curiosity. Did you stop okay. and read it? I did stop and re- read it. What did it say? And it said, uh, books for sale. Oh, okay. Books for sale. So she's selling yeah. books. So it was a picking opportunity. Uh, you think so? 
Well, I mean, if you're reselling books, if that's your niche, yeah. then yeah, for sure. That's And that's what I thought too. She was not. She was not reselling books. She was the author of a book. Oh. And she was selling her books. <laughs> oh. How old was she? She's like 10. So... So she's, so she's standing there books for sale. And so she's like, um, so I'm like, what, what books do you have? She's like, well, I wrote the book. And then I was like, okay, well, how much, how much are you selling the book for? Yeah. And her dad's like, give me a look like, you know, kind of like, it's okay if you want to keep driving. Cause I just rolled out <laughs> my window. I didn't even get out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, I'm selling my books for a dollar. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So I think I already know the answer. Are, are you buying a book for a dollar, Mike? Oh, heck yeah, man. That is too cute. <laughs> Jeez. I couldn't, I would have bought 10 of them and passed them out to my friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You're better than me. I, I did buy one. Yeah. It was like two sheets of paper. It wasn't like bound or even stapled. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so I probably should have bought a few of them. You're right. What was the book about? Uh, something about like a superhero cat or something like that. So my wife read it to me as oh, we continued to drive around and it was, yeah. So I've never experienced that before, but you're right. In retrospect, I should have bought a book. I was a little bit, I'll be honest, man. Like the day before I was garage selling and I was at the end of the day mm. and I saw a sign that said Luke's lemonade stand. All right. So I was uh -huh. like, okay, I'm not a lemonade purchaser, but I'm done. I'm thirsty. I'll buy some lemonade from Luke. Luke, what you got? Yeah. He's like uh -huh. 75 cents. I was like, all right, great. Here you go. Here's a dollar. Keep the change. Uh -huh. And so yeah. he pulls out the cooler and he pulls out a jug purchased from the store of lemonade and just pours it into a cup. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh -huh. They're not even making their Jeez. own lemonade anymore. And so I, I was a little uh -huh. jaded from that. Yeah, me too. But I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, man. Just kids trying Dude, to Dude, eliminates and you got to make your own lemonade though. You Come do. on. Come on. You have to put a little effort into it. Did you tell him? Did you say next time you need to make your own lemonade? No, I yeah. He's like a kid I'm not schooling. <laughs> Come on. All right. Um okay, so I've got trivia called buy or pass. Are you ready for this? Okay. Buy or pass. Yes. So basically, I'm going to tell you some things that I found, and I want you to tell me if this if, if you're going to buy it or pass on it, obviously without the knowledge of like looking things up. So you just got to kind of make an on-the-spot decision. Sometimes you just got to do that. Sometimes it's not worth, yeah. All right, so here we go. First one is I uh, there's like a box, and it has um, old GPS systems, like the car navigation ones, like the Garmin Nuvi and the yeah. TomToms. They're in the original box. They're used. They're in the original box. And the guy is selling you a box of like three or four of them, it looks like, for 10 bucks. Oh, buy for sure. Why? What's what's the value? Well, there? I mean, I have looked at the Tom Toms and the Garmin's before, and there were, I think, I want to say that they're going, I saw them for 20, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. So three of them for 10 bucks. Yeah, I could easily make 20, 40, 60 bucks. 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. What'd you do? Um, one of the boxes turned out to be empty. So that was a, a dud. That was a throwaway. Oh. Uh, Always check your boxes. The Garmin Nuvi did sell. So for about the same price. So you know your stuff, man. Like that was about 20, 25 bucks. So good, good yeah. call on that one. And then the Tom Tom, I don't even know if it's had any like, you know, views on it at all. So in the end, like, yeah, I'd buy that again. I'd, I'd take a risk on that. Like pretty yeah. safe with the boxes and stuff. The Tom Tom yeah. might eventually sell, but it's not at this point. Yeah. So. That's like a that's if, a tough one, but I think buy is correct. 
If it doesn't sell, just wait until I see you in Salt Lake City and you can give it to me. No, no, no. I am. No, I'm going to make a pile for you. I'm going to give you all the things that don't sell. Definitely. And I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not going to donate. I'm just going to give you the, the stuff. So just give yours. me the pile. I don't care. I'll give you the pile. <laughs> give it to all me. Right. Uh, next right. up is um, this one was like an epic experience I had a few days ago. This one was like a one once in a lifetime type experience. I had to make an on the spot decision. I'm curious how you'd handle it. All right. Okay. What do you got? So uh, I asked the, I, I kind of rolled up this old couple's house and they had the dishes in the, in the junk. And I was like, Hey, do you happen to have any video game systems that you're selling? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we actually do. My son dropped one off for us to sell, but we didn't put it out. Which, oh, cool. Which happens sometimes. I don't get why they don't put it out. So he goes inside, he grabs like a full, like one of those wide bin, wide, but shallow bins. Yeah. And then he grabs okay. like on top of that's like a keen footwear, you know, shoe box and he mm-hmm. pulls it out. He puts it down. There's one super Nintendo gaming system there and a bunch of games, not just for the super Nintendo, but for like the original Nintendo. Some of them have like the little booklets and stuff. I wow. glanced at a few of them and I recognized some like the Zeldas and stuff, which are going to sell for like 30 to 50 bucks. A few of them. Yeah. Um, there's, but there's games that I did not recognize where I'm like, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that game before. Okay. So he's like, we priced this out and, you know, like we found that all this stuff is worth about $1,700. I was like, what? I don't know about that, sir. I don't think so. I don't know about that. And so I'm like, well, how much are you asking for? He's like, 600 bucks. And so let's assume that you can negotiate a little bit, but like he's like, he's pretty confident it's worth 1700. Maybe you could negotiate him down a little bit. Is this, a moment where you're like, I'm likely going to be the buyer here or I'm likely going to pass on this. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that one for that price. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if something jumped out at me, like I, I think you were telling me that Zelda is a pretty sought after Nintendo game. Right. So, I mean, if it was, if the, if that one was a hundred bucks, the game system would probably 150. So yeah, not even I'm it not even, like not even hundred bucks by itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, even, it's not even adding up to 500. So no, I'm passing on that one. Okay, so Mike, just to clarify, is not an expert in this area, but where this is applicable is if you are an expert in a particular area and you come across something, you're like, I know about this stuff, but -hmm. you come across something that you haven't seen before, like the bells should be going off in your head. Ding, 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 ding. Like something might be rare here. Something might be rare. Okay. okay, and so I mentioned that that there were some some games I didn't recognize, right? And, and yeah. this is an area that I'm I don't have an expert, but I like I know a fair amount about it. So I ended up doing a comp on one of the games I didn't recognize, and that game was selling for like two hundred eighty bucks. Whoa! Yeah, for one of the games. Okay. Wow. So so then he pulls out like a price list, and he shows me how much he's got on the games, and he was close, but he, I think he was under on some of the games, and so I was like, um. So I talked him down to five hundred bucks. I bought it. And so was it truly a $1,700 comp? I mean, I haven't gone through all of them yet, but I just thought that there was two games I looked up and they were like, there was like a 280 and a $100 game. And then I saw a lot of other games I recognized that I knew were like the 30 to 50. So I'm like, yeah, it's going to be very easy to make my money back on this. And if I have a couple more home run games, like I'll easily make a significant profit. But it was just a week, like... I don't know. I've seen people pull out stuff like that before, but not with games that you've never seen before, not with like the rare games. And mm-hmm. so it kind of blew me away. I was like, whoa, what, like, what is this? Usually people that collect to that extent 
are very aware of the value of their of their stuff, mm. whether it's video games or other things, and they're not going to just let it go at a garage sale, even for a high, high like a relatively high price. So right. yeah. So yeah, fail I, I incorrect. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I was in a thrift store the other day and I saw a brand new in the wrapper uh, EA Sports NBA Jam, and it said uh, music with by Jay-Z or something like that and got super excited. I'm like, oh, I just found this nugget right here. I mean, it was like two bucks. It was going for like two bucks. Yeah, so I'm yeah, the worst at this. You, it's not, yeah. I No, it's it's good to check. That's why you check, right? So I think that's yeah, fair. Exactly. But I think, yeah, the key is if you, if you know about something, you haven't seen it before, unless it's like, I'm not talking about like if it looks like a cheap knockoff kind of thing, but it's like genuine right. article, you haven't seen it before, it's worth looking into for sure. Okay. So... Um, what's advice. funny about that was like, it was an older couple and I was like, I don't have 500 bucks on me mm-hmm. and it's an older couple. So I was like, do you have Venmo? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, of course you have Venmo. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? <laughs> like everybody's got Venmo now. <laughs> do you so, accept anyway, a paper check? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Handwritten check. That's funny. Right. Okay. So yeah, one for two. You got to get this next one, right? All right. I got it. All right. You come across floor mats. For any vehicle, pick the vehicle, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, if it's a Lamborghini or Ferrari, I'm picking okay. them up. Okay, all right, all, all right, all right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> any, go ahead. Lamborghini, Ferrari. Any common uh, common car floor mats? No, I'm you, no you got me on that one. Lamborghini, Ferrari, you to buy it? Oh, yeah, all day long, okay. for sure, yeah. 20 bucks. I think, yeah, or maybe even Jeep, too, because Jeep is like big-time resale stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, I went to a garage sale like years ago where um, somebody had like some sort of attachment to a Jeep that literally said Jeep on it mm-hmm. out by the trash at their garage sale. And I was like, can I just take this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And, I, and it was like a $150 item. Wow. Yeah. yeah so one man's right. junk, man. It's another man's treasure. Correct. Two sure. out of three, my friend. You passed. Well cool. done. I love it. All right. Trivia is on me next time. And if any of you out there know of any hacks that we didn't talk about that you want to share with us, make sure and leave it in the comments down below, either on YouTube or you can hit us up on one of our socials at Pickers Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And for those of you that have been reaching out, I've been loving chatting with you guys. It's been awesome. And don't forget, it's time for you to find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you're not hacking eBay's website.